Welcome to Heritage Bites, Heritage Mississauga's podcast that gives you bite-sized pieces of the diverse and fascinating history and heritage of our beautiful city. This week, Heritage Bites will be bringing a little culture to Mississauga with our commemorating Mississauga's cultural heritage program. This program was made possible with funding from the Ontario Trillium Foundation and provides opportunities for cultural communities across Mississauga to preserve and celebrate their heritage contributions to the city and to develop ideas for ways to animate these important community milestones and share them with the broader community. Heritage Mississauga's Outreach Coordinator, Megan McIntosh, interviewed many individuals across the diverse communities in Mississauga to capture their stories. In recognition of Tamil Heritage Month, we are pleased to introduce our first episodes with a three-part series featuring Gaya Najendra, who shares her inspiring story of resilience and perseverance in escaping the riots in Sri Lanka in 1983 and her journey immigrating to Canada. Tune in each Monday at 4 p.m. throughout January to hear the lived experience of Gaia and her family. Don't forget to like, review, and follow our podcast to stay up to date on all of the incredible programs we have lined up. We would like to thank Gaia for her willingness to share her personal stories with Heritage Mississauga. If you would like to share your stories, please contact Megan at outreach at heritagemississauga.org. My name is Gayathri Nagendra, but everybody calls me Gaia, Gaia Nagendra. And I am doing this project for Heritage Mississauga as a storytelling of my journey from Sri Lanka to Mississauga, Ontario. And I'd like to thank the team at Heritage Mississauga for putting together this amazing project and letting me be part of this project and telling my story and how I came to Mississauga and how I love the city and community I live in. My story begins in Sri Lanka, Jaffna, Sri Lanka, on February of 1976. This is where my parents, Rainika Kanagaratnam and Nagendra Nadaraja, got their legal marriage done. This marriage was set up through party system of arranged marriages where my mom had one side and my father had his side, and they came together as mutual friends and family and decided it was a best match that my parents would get married. In that way, cultural and traditions, my parents met, I think, maybe six or seven times. And um, after that, they had their legal marriage in February of 1976. And a year after that, on February 10th, 1977, they had their religious ceremony done in Orimbrai, Jaffna, the hometown of my paternal grandfather and his family. They got married in that year, uh, February 1977. And after that, my mom had moved with my father to the tea estate of Sri Lanka, which is uh, the northern hill part of the country where he worked as an accountant clerk. She moved there after her marriage. And after a couple of months, she had conceived me. And on February 11th, 1978, I was born. And during that time, um, my mom had gone back to Jaffna to live with my grandmother for the childbirth. And my dad was still living in the tea estate. And he was working and he would come back and forth to see my mom. And... And he was there for the childbirth. He was in Jaffna for a little bit. And and then after that, he had taken me to live with him and my mom 
and the tea estate plantation of the hill country of Sri Lanka in Noralia and Unigla estate. During that time, I had a very pleasant childhood of playing in the yard in a British cottage and living with the people of the laborers of the town where my father used to work. And everybody used to baby me and pamper me and carry me around and walk me around. It was a very, very pleasant childhood and I had the best memories there because it was the place where my story begins of my journey to Canada. And after this time in the estate time, my father had a better opportunity in the city of Colombo. So on in 1982, we had moved to the city of Colombo, which is the capital of Sri Lanka. And he had worked there for two years, two and a half years. And in 1983, in, in 80, January, he had left to go to Saudi Arabia for better economic prospects from my family. So during that time, I was in Montessori school. My sister was younger than me. She was two years old. She was staying at home. And my mother was a homemaker. And my maternal grandmother had also lived with us to help my mom around because my dad was not there. So this time around, we were safe and had fun and doing everything normal people would do on a daily basis with their lives in Colombo going to school, going to the market, buying fish, buying milk, playing, everything else, and being friendly with the neighbors and having a great time. And all of a sudden, our lives changed on July of 1983 when my sister and I were playing in the veranda, playing on our bicycles and throwing balls and playing with each other. And all of a sudden, we hear rocks coming through the window we thought this was just a foul play or somebody was just throwing by a mistake and nothing was really of that matter and we were just we just ignored and went on but unfortunately that was not the case then things started to get serious people started throwing more rocks at the house and then the bombs came in after that we knew that something was not right and they were trying to chase the Tamils out of the city of Colombo because we were the minority of the country. We were Tamils and the majority was Sinhalese. So they were trying to oppress us. So during that time and this time, my mother and my grandmother had panicked and we had nowhere to go because my house was getting bombed. We just took whatever we had on our back our clothing on our back our possessions we we hid some possessions before because we know something was going to come and we didn't know it was going to be expected that badly so we just took what we had and we ran into the jungle which was a back part of the house and we stayed there for at least one night till our neighbors found us after that night my neighbors found us took us in gave us food water medication, whatever we needed, and helped us. And we found one of our friends that helped us seek a boat to go to Jaffna. 
So on that boat, we all went together as a family. And um, we went together as a family and we were on that boat for usually maybe 10 to 15 days with only salt, water, rice, and bread. And there was not really a proper uh, food there. So we had malnutrition, but we survived at least 15 to 20 days on that boat to get to Jaffna. And finally, we made it to the province of Jaffna, which is the northern part of the country of Sri Lanka, where majority of the Tamils lived. This was a safe part of the country where there was no riots. In that time, we got established and ha had found a place to live with my mom's relatives and my grandmother. And I was admitted to school in grade one, which was Udaville Girls College in Udaville, uh, Jaffna, which is a close by city near where my my mom is from called Kondaville. I went to school there in grade one for one year and a half because the process of Canada was coming and we were we knew that we were coming to Canada. So in that time, my father did not know where we were. He thought that we were dead. He had no idea. He did not know where we were for 40 days. So luckily, some had someone had given him a message saying his family was good. Nothing happened to us and everything else. And so on that time, he came back to Sri Lanka from um, Saudi Arabia. He had resigned his post and and he um, made sure that we were safe. And he, his brothers knew that he was still in Sri Lanka and my extended family was in Canada. So what they did was my my dad's younger brother started the paperwork to get a sponsor to Canada. So after this, we only lived in Jaffna for a little while. Then we moved back to Colombo. And after that, we were just on our, on the waiting, uh, waiting for our papers to come through. After that, finally, our papers came through in of March to April of 1985. And in April of 1985, we boarded a flight, headed for Toronto, Ontario, from Colombo, Sri Lanka. So from Colombo to Japan, to Vancouver, and to Toronto at Pearson International Airport, we finally landed in, in Toronto on April of 1985. During this time, this was the first time that I had seen nightlights and big buildings, and it was such, such a different world of what I have seen in Sri Lanka. And it was an exciting ride from the airport to my aunt's house home in Mississauga. And during this time, my family had been reunited with us. We had not seen my cousins that were born in Canada, or we have not seen my cousins that used to live with us in Sri Lanka because they left before we did. And we all got reunited. We lived in Mississauga for at least six to seven months just to get ourselves established. I had to go to school. My sister had to go to school. Um, ESL was a pro ESL was not a problem because I knew English when I came to Canada. So I did not really have to stay in ESL. I think I only stayed in ESL for like one month. And after that, 
we lived in Mississauga, got everything done here, and got ourselves established. And my dad decided to take a job in Windsor, Ontario, in the county of Essex, in a town called Amherstburg, because he thought it was a better pay. And my other uncle had also lived in the same vicinity in that town. So he said for us to join us, join them. So we moved to um, Amherstburg, Ontario from 1985 to 1992. During that time, it was my younger years of my formative education. Starting again in grade one, I had to be put back because of my education experience in Sri Lanka was not enough. So I had to be put back a grade, but that was okay because I, I can relearn everything and make myself better. So that didn't put me down. So this time, and this time that we were in Windsor, it was not really multicultural. Um, we were the only foreign family living in that city, in that town. The, the town's population was about 25,000 to 30,000. And... Um, so there was a little bit of racism here and there, but after that, as soon as we started to speak English and become become more adaptive to the society of the town, we felt we were accepted and after that we really did not face any racism. Thank you for joining us on Heritage Bites. We would like to thank the Ontario Trillium Foundation again for helping us to commemorate Mississauga's cultural heritage. Tune in next week for part two of Guy Nagendra's incredible immigration story. Don't forget to like, rate, and follow Heritage Bites. Mm-hmm.